This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Everybody, welcome back. This is part two to the road to financial freedom. Last time we talked about this um, this list, this list, uh, seven stages, starting with stage zero, dependence. And I'm a welcome back um, the person that I was talking to, who's actually on a mission to get everybody to financial freedom. She's doing a a workshop called "I Am Wealthy: uh, Blueprint to Financial Freedom." Let me welcome back. Tramel from the Godfrey Complex. Hi, Karen. Hey. All right, so when we last left off, we left left off with stage two, which is actually the third stage, which was stability. And we were talking about how, first of all, people can make changes or learn better when they're asked questions. Mm-hmm. You, you broke that down. So I asked a few questions on the way out about what is going to take for you to get to where you want to go, what is that number, and then what are you going to do to get there? But I want to start off to uh, talking about what wealth is and how we see rich people. Um, and you were telling me a story d- about Robert Kiyosaki, who wrote the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, it was interesting. Robert Kiyosaki, he wanted to put together a plan to educate people financially. And so he's in a room with a group of rich people, and he's explaining to them th- the things that he'd like to share on money. And he said he was never so floored as when these rich people said, oh, please, just keep them poor. And he said he was just shocked, like, what? And they were like, keep them poor, please. There's no need to give away our secrets. Whatever they don't know, they just don't know. And you know what? I can actually see it because that's how people are. They keep things to themselves. They want to, you know, me, 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 mine, and I got here. It's almost as if if I tell people the secret, then somehow that'll take away from me, which is the weirdest thing, right? So people feel like if I tell you the things that I know, that you'll learn them, and then maybe there won't be enough for me, which is not true. Because there's enough, there's abundance, which we're going to get to. That's the last stage here. But there's enough for everybody. Absolutely. You're you're reading a book. We we both share this uh, love of reading. H.G. Uh, Wells, you were t- oh <laughs> yeah. reading this book, and um, I don't think I've read this particular book. Which which book is this? It's uh, not the time travel one. This no, H- this is H.G. Wells' The Sleeper Awakes. And so what you have is a man that has fallen asleep for 200 years, and he was a poor man, a working class person, but he fell asleep for 200 years. His money was in the bank, and it was a small amount, but it ends up being so much money that when he comes back to life, essentially, he is now in a position of power, like supreme power. He has so more for two hundred years, he's a sl- he's a regular working class guy, R- goes to sleep, money in the bank, mm-hmm. compounding interest over two hundred years. Yes. When he wake when he awakens, he's one of the wealthiest men in the world. He is the wealthiest man in the world. So much so that he has political power. Everyone caters to him. Well, first, some people are trying to kill him. They never thought he would awaken. And while he was sleeping, they were in power. So when he wakes up, they want to kill him. Uh, But anyway, he's rescued. And he learns that the world is divided purely by finance. And not unlike what Robert Kiyosaki said, when he goes to the people that are in charge of what's, you know, left of a government, he says, you know, I want to help these people. And 
these people look at him like he's got two heads and they say, you know, forget about these people. They're ignorant, they're poor, and they we hope that they die out. We don't care about them. That's a waste of time and energy. And so that's the way it really is in life right now, today. And this book was written in the 1800s. Yes, it was. For a man that didn't imagine 200 years mm -hmm. in the future, this is what he imagined, and here we are, right? Um, so uh, we're going to do the opposite. Yes. I care about the financial freedom of people, and I think that there's enough for all of us, and if everybody gets it, that's just going to make the world better. That's the world I see. If everybody is wealthy, if everybody listening to my voice is taking care of their money and their financial freedom. And I'm a realist. Free. See, I mm -hmm. don't believe that everyone is going to be wealthy because not everyone is going to execute on even what they know. You know, this is something that is very active. You have to actively exercise whatever it is you, you learn from this particular podcast. You have to go out so and implement you, it. You can't wish it? No. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know what you're saying is true. I just feel like, you know, there's there's two schools of thought, right? So you're right. I think um, this 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 world is predicated upon people um, not getting it. If you gave everybody a million dollars tomorrow, which we've seen with people hitting the lotto, right. you're going to go back to what you're used to doing, right? And if you're used to being broke, you're going to be broke. And if, right. you're, if you haven't developed the habits, the, the healthy habits of, of being wealthy. Of managing your money. Managing your money, you're going to be broke, right? I know that that's true, but it doesn't mean that you still don't try to teach, right? That's so right. I think, you know, the notion of, oh, let's, why bother or why should we tell them the secrets or mm -hmm. let, let them be poor because they deserve to be poor because among those people, there's going to be somebody. that's and, and I feel like if it's just one person listening right now who gets something that they didn't have before, then, then I think we've done something. It. Yeah, Absolutely. so so we're going to keep going with this. Mm -hmm. Thank you again for not just being here, but giving me this um, Money Boss Blogs, uh, The Road to Financial Freedom, and thank you for rolling up your sleeves and actually wanting to, to get involved in getting people to fin financial freedom. So when we were last here, we talked about the first three stages, which was uh, stage zero, which is appropriately stage zero, dependence, meaning you need somebody's money or you need someone to give you money to, to make ends meet. Solvency is stage number one, which is uh, means you make enough, just enough money to pay your bills, mm -hmm. but you're in debt. But yeah. you make enough month to month to be cover able to all be cover all of those bills, debts, yeah. right? Stage two is stability, where you don't have credit card debt, that you don't necessarily have a car payment, and you have a little bit of an emergency savings. You may have a college loan or a mortgage, so those are considered good debt, but you, you're, you're stable. You're stable. But you couldn't necessarily withstand a loss of a job, even though you have an emergency fund, not for long. So let's pick up with stage three. This is where we left off. Stage three, you have, it's called agency. Mm. Stage three is agency. You have the freedom to live and work as you choose. You've eliminated all debt, including student loans and mortgages, or you have enough cash in the bank to pay those off if you need to. You have enough bank that you could quit your job at a moment's notice and feel no trepidation for the future. That's agency. I like that stage. Yeah. Woo! But that's not even, you only halfway there at agency. Wow. How many people listening right now have agency? over themselves, where you don't have any, and I'm not there, so let me just tell Neither you. Neither am I. Chris Hogan this year, and I can't talk about it enough because he messed me up, because I thought I was good. 
He was like, um, you got to pay off your mortgage because wealthy people don't have mortgages. And I was like, what? What? Yeah, 15-year mortgage. 30-year mortgage is just for the mortgage company. That's just for them. That's their extra money. Right. The longer you have a mortgage, the more money the bank makes, the less money in your pocket. And I, d- I didn't comprehend that. You know, houses cost a lot of money, you know, and they make it so that it's affordable. But, you know, we said something in the last podcast that if you don't really have enough, you know, let's stop flossing. Maybe you can't afford that house. And we saw that with the subprime lending debacle that nearly ruined this country, that a lot of people were living in houses, McMansions, that they couldn't afford, driving cars that they couldn't afford, living a lifestyle that they couldn't afford, all four appearances. And not maybe all four appearances. Maybe it feels good. Let me just say, it does feel good to have a nice car, a nice house, and all these other things. But it feels even better to have your own back. And it feels worse to lose all of that. So because someone said you weren't good enough at the job that particular day. Mm. You know, that's the agency is where someone else can't ruin your life. You can ruin your life if you choose, but someone else with a stroke of a pen, the hit of a button can't just take you down because of one paycheck missing. Let me tell you, um not just the government shutdown. There was somebody recently at a job that I'm in that lost their job. And they didn't know, because I had just talked to them the week before. Mm. We had plans. We were doing some stuff at the job. Mm. The next week, I hear, did you hear so-and-so got fired? And I was like, what? I just, we were just, he was just. <laughs> so th- they had, bu- they, they made budget cuts. Mm-hmm. And I'm hearing, oh, he was great. He's a wonderful guy. He can get a great review. He, you know, we just, we just didn't have enough money to keep him. And I was like, wow, and this man is of a certain age. You know, he's not a young person. And that's something that I want to just really quickly go into. So I hear people say, oh, I'm just going to work until I die. Oh, I'm just going to keep working forever. That might not be a choice. You, the company might close down. Ageism is real. And so you sitting in your seat until you do die might not be an option. Your seat may be removed. And so you can't think you're going to work into your mid-70s because who wants you around, unfortunately? This was the third person over the age of 60 that this company had let go. And I'm watching these gray-haired men who probably did think that they were going to be there until they retired. Right. Now being ushered out of the door because they're making a salary that they can get three young people in to to make that same amount of money and do – Maybe they're not at the level, but experience and wisdom is no longer valuable where it used to be 10, 20 years ago. And if he happens to land back into the workforce, he had better be prepared for the fact that he will not make what he was making, Mm. you know, which is another reason to not get so attached to your salary and get more attached to the savings and get attached to living way below your means. It's for your own protection. Let me tell you, when I came out of my valley, one of the vows that I made to myself is that I never want to be dependent upon any paycheck, Mm -hmm. right? So I hit the ground with the notion of having my own back and not being beholden to anybody's paycheck, which Mm -hmm. is why I – not that I won't take a salary, but taking a salary is a contract that at any point in time – you, and not that you you, you could lose contracts. Yeah. You can lose things can be lost. Yes. But it's it's a lot. If a company is doing a dollar cost analysis of who to because they do this periodically every quarter actually, who can we cut? They they're looking at the top tier salaries first and foremost. And if you're in that top tier salary, 
You may think you're doing a great job, and you probably are, but companies don't care about your great job anymore. They don't. They care about their bottom line. This is how, you know, this is how balance sheets work, right? Yes. So if I can show my bosses that I'm making, you know, cuts that are bringing in more money or saving us money, mm -hmm. especially a company that may be upside down, mm -hmm. you may get more kudos. They, they're not going to see the, the, the loss yeah. of that person. Right. Not off the bat. So you should always put yourself in a position to always know your value in a company, but also understand that you could be expendable. Right. And if you're one of those people, what, what's your game plan? Right. I, I wish that I could get people to understand that even when you go to a job, you're in business for yourself. You are there to feed your personal economy. That's it. So don't get caught up in, I don't like this boss or this person gets on my no. nerves or, oh, I hate this job. I go in every day like smiling and happy and whistling because, you know, every day that I get to, to earn, that's how I look at it, is, it, is another day that I get towards abundance, which is the goal for me. That is the goal. All right. So we're at agency. How many of you have agency right. where you can lose that job or go in and say, I quit? I remember you were telling me about losing your job. Uh, which one? Right. Um, so <laughs> those of you who don't know, Tramel from the Godfrey Complex, uh, you've had like more than 30. I think you've probably had 35 sure. jobs. Sure. Um, probably since I've known you. No, I'm just playing. Like you, <laughs> you, but, but so you kind of always have agency because at a moment's notice, you will, you will go in and quit. Right. I've seen this. Right. You quit a lot because, you, you know, but you all also have your own back before you do it. Yeah. So you may not have the agency agency, but you do have personal agency. I do. But there's something to be said for, for being prepared. So you could see the handwriting on the wall at a job. But more than, more than that, you know, people look for a reason to treat people bad. I don't like it. I can't take it. And I, I realized that early on, like really early on. I'm like, I'm not taking this crap. I will not take it. I will Just that, give it. people a little. Tell them about the, the, the job that you stayed at one, like was less than a day. Oh, man. That was, what was the name of that place? Tele was it Telebrands. Tele it was Telebrands. So if anybody has ever watched The Sopranos, you know that place with that fish that where he's singing? There's a the fish. fish. It it's comes like off. It's on the wall. It's, it's on the wall, and it starts singing. Right. Well, that fish is real, and it used to be a freaking commercial. You could buy that stupid singing bass fish. And so I ended up being placed at that company. It's called Telebrands, and it's out here in New Jersey. Um, first day, I get there. They're like, 200 lines on this phone. This is the biggest phone I've ever freaking seen in my life. The phone looks like a stove, okay? So I literally would have thousands of calls just coming in my very first day. So only thing that I could do, and I think I did this for two minutes straight, was Telebrands, please hold, please hold, please hold, down a line of like 70 keys. Lady comes out, a woman, and she says, are you answering the phone? I said, what does it look like I'm doing? And she was so upset. She couldn't believe that I said, I mean, I'm like, what the hell? Of course. Am I answering the phones? Don't you, act, don't you actively see me answering the phone? I'm doing this, right? And um, so she called the 10th um, agency on me, and um, that was it. My ass was seeing it with the fishes. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, so you don't, you um, as somebody said, you don't really, um, some people take some. Yeah, I had someone where I was working at CVS, somebody said, you know, some people take a little shit. You don't take no shit. And I'm like, I guess that's true. 
you know? Because you have agency. A little bit. A little Not bit. Right. I got a little bit. But now we got to get you to security. That's number four. Stage four. So there's uh, the road to financial freedom. There's six stages. Uh, zero is dependence. One is solvency. Two is stability. Three, agency. Four is security. Security. Your investment income covers your basic needs. The money you've saved and invested would fund simple housing, basic food, essential clothing, and insurance, even if you never worked another day in your life. Now, that's security. That's a big thing right there. How many people are secure? But are it's not the security. Talk to me. It's the fact that you're living off of your investments. You can't really live off of a savings account, the money that's kicked off of a savings account, Not if, not even if it were... $500 a month. You know, it's not enough. That's why you invest because the money that an investment kicks off becomes exponential after 100000 after $200,000. And while that number seems huge to get to initially, the thing that you don't realize, or maybe, I don't know, but the thing you need to realize is that eventually that money starts compounding and where the savings account would only grow in dribbles, you know, right. one to two percent. If you're lucky, if the economy dips, maybe you the the those feds will raise it to three percent. Those yeah. dividends can get up so high and grow without you even touching them because of the dividend increases that you could probably make a thousand dollars. Give month. us a tangible example of how somebody could live off of their investments. And let's take a stock account with dividends. So let's take a, a stock. Don't we won't say the name because we're not yeah, pushing any not particular stock. But say you own X amount of a stock. Right. At X amount, so would it be ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars in a particular stock? Maybe it's thirty thousand dollars in a particular stock. Right. It well, it would depend on the dividend. Okay. okay. So first thing, if people are going to dividend invest, they have to first research the what company. the company pays out in dividends. Yes. Not all com companies pay out. Not all stocks pay dividends. That's right. Not all companies pay a dividend. So a dividend is what they pay for every share of that company that you own. Because when you buy stock in a company, you're essentially an owner. Right. You're a shareholder. You're a shareholder. Hello. You own co a company. Shares, shares right. in a company. So if you have a thousand shares of a particular stock. Then you multiply 1,000 times whatever dividend that that company pays. That that company pays. So I have I have a bunch of stocks. One pays like twenty something twenty something cents every single month. Every single month. Which is important. Twenty something That's cents every, a month every single for month. every share. For every share. Right. So let's just say that that would be one thousand times zero point twenty three, whatever that number is. Okay. Then let's just say you have another stock and you have a thousand shares of that stock, but this particular stock happens to pay you. I don't know. I I think I got one that pays a dollar three cents. Oh really? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> like, which one is that? All I right, know that's we'll right. talk off mic. Okay. Yeah. So you have a thousand shares of that, and that pays how much? A dollar three cents. Okay, so you're looking at uh a thousand. Hold on. So a thousand shares times a dollar three. Oh, shoot. Wait, hold on. A thousand shares. I'm doing this in real time, y'all. So just bear with me because I'm about to find out what that stock is. So that's a thousand dollars and thirty one thousand thirty dollars a month or a quarter, a quarter, a quarter. OK, so I divide that um, I times four and that's for the year. And then I divide four thousand twenty by. Twelve. Just leave it there. Okay. Just right. leave it there. 
So you have a thousand. So it's a thousand thirty per you have, quarter. You have a thousand one thousand thirty dollars a quarter. A quarter. Right. Okay. So what are you up to? You're so I have uh, my my sh my stock is twenty three cents a month mm -hmm. and per share, and I have a thousand shares. So that's two hundred and thirty dollars a month. Okay. Right. Times and then, twelve. Times twelve. Right. And then I have so that is uh, twenty seven sixty two thousand seven hundred and sixty dollars for the year right and Plus, then i'm gonna buy your stock right and you and got get a thousand, thousand shares of that, that. and so that's, that's four thousand one hundred and twenty dollars for the year uh-huh right and then that's, that's just a, two stocks yeah though that's just that's just two that's just two stocks having a thousand shares of each stock right now two if you, companies two companies two stocks thousand, yep a thousand um shares each now if you have like my goal is to have 12 because I like that, right? I'm, mm -hmm. up, I'm up to like 10, but I don't have a 1,000 of each, you know, but that's the goal, right? And then there's another one that I have, and that one pays 72 cents a share. Okay. So A quarter, every quarter. So if you have a 1,000 shares of that. Mm -hmm. It's 72 and, cents. What right, is that? So that's uh, $720 a quarter, right? So you have 720 that's two thousand eight hundred times 4, uh, which will give you, right, 2880, right? So, so you add all of that up. And if you can live off of those dividends a month, so let's let's just take those three stocks, right? So you have um, you that's have, about almost ten thousand dollars. Okay, so so you if you can get that up to what you need to live off of to cover just to, to cover, cover your, your basic your mortgage or your rent, right. right? And no, but at this point you don't have a mortgage. Oh, because that's, right. that's what security, security is no mortgage. Right. Security is no mortgage, no car payment. This is just your basic food and essentials. And you may have taxes on your house, mm -hmm. or you may have, you know, right. you may have sold your house at this point, right? right? To buy more stock. I don't know what you do with your money. But, you know, but if you, if you have, you know, your electricity, s cell phone or whatever, maybe your expenses now, because you don't have a mortgage, it's like $1,500 a month. Yeah. So you could literally live off your dividends and never touch the principal on your stocks. Right now, this is not to say that you're going to be flying around the world. No, but, but you're you secure. You, you don't covered. have to work. Now, but listen to this. What if you back this thing up and we go back two stages and you okay. lost your job at maybe stage, what is that? Stage two, stability. Stage, stage four. What is four? Stage four. Stage four. We're in stage four. So Security. maybe three. What's three? Three is agency. Three is agency. That's when you've eliminated your debt, including your, so you have no mortgage and you have no student loan. So stage two. is stability, where you have a mortgage, you may have a college loan, but you don't have any credit card debt, All and right, you so have an emergency fund. Let's leave it there. Okay. You lose your job, and you still have your college loan and your rent to pay. You need a job, right? But you have $10,000 a year coming in that you can lean on for a time. Consistently, because you're getting paid this no matter what. Every month and every. You quarter, don't have to buy another stock, and nope. you're getting this money every month, no matter what the stock market is doing. And every and if you're buying the right stocks, you get a raise every year. The amount. I of just money. got a raise on one of mine, which pays forty forty eight cents now. So, but I'm getting to your dollar three. I gotta find that stock. Okay, so go ahead, <laughs> go ahead. So, so yeah, let's go back to the stability section. Yeah. You have enough. Maybe you have three or four or five stocks that you have enough in there that's paying you $10,000 for the year. Yeah. You don't have to be so stressed to go find a job because you can cover your mortgage. You can cover your student loans. You can cover certain expenses. Yeah. And almost be secure. Not quite. Not quite. But look, here's the other thing. Maybe now you don't have to go into a high-stress job again. Mm. Now, if you bring in this, 
How come a, a part-time job looks decent? Right? You don't driving. You, you could do Uber, Grub, or Grubhub, or whatever. That, you know, whatever that is. You could do Starbucks. Right. You could do office work and be chilling and kind of just not. Your quality of life goes right. up when you, your shoulders aren't hunched at a desk and right. a meeting and, and BS. Because the truth of the matter is, many of us are chasing something that the chase itself is putting us in a stress space that we'll will never attain what we really want, which is to be secure which is actually stage four. And so I think that people are not secure because they don't know how. And who's gonna sit down and explain this to us, you know? I wish that I had known about the power of dividends and the fact that when you, that your money is ultimately supposed to take over for your work effort soon. Right, you know? and, and let me thank you again, because the best advice you gave me was to have my interest on the money that I have in my savings account go into buying dividend-bearing stocks so that those monies, those dollars could be out there. And I was, I used to joke about, like, I pimp my money. My money better now be on the stroll. Really my money better come back with money or else, you know. But this is for real now. It's happening. And it ha and it's so, and the compounding thing happens in there, in that space too. Yeah. Because if you can do it when you don't need it, by the time you need it, you'll be so grateful that you did it. Oh my God! Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just, I, and I can't. And I say that from experience. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So that's security. Security got me excited. I'm not there yet, but uh, come on, dividends. Come on. <laughs> What's that dollar three? We're gonna talk about that off mic. Cause if I can get a thousand shares of that dollar three, I'm good. All right. Stage five. Now, some of y'all think you're here, but you got to ask yourself. Stage five is independence. Your investment income supports your current standard of living. The money you've saved and invested will allow you to live like you do today until the day you die. And it covers the basic and creature comforts. So you have enough. You can travel. You can buy the clothes that you like to buy. You can buy the car that you like to buy. If you want to buy a new car or whatever, your investments and your savings covers everything that you want to do and how you're living right this minute. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. And that's everything that we just said magnified. Mm -hmm. So perhaps instead of having three stocks, you have 20 stocks kicking off dividends to you. 30,000. So, yeah. so if you're making right now 50, 60, 70, $100,000, you can make that in dividend payouts. Yeah. But you have to do the math. So You have to do the math, and you just have to have that consistent striving. Because you don't have to be 70 years old before this happens. All you have to do is start as soon as you can, and then once you know, discipline yourself to save and invest. Right, and it doesn't as mean... As much as possible. We're talking about dividend uh, stocks, because that's that's the, the thing that I'm on right now. Yeah. But in addition to doing this, I also have a Betterment account. I also have a, you know... Uh, pension of 401k that I pay into like I'm not just doing that right like yeah. and, and I have a CD ladder like I'm obsessed with that even though the the interest on that is not nearly what what I'm getting paid on my dividends or my bonds but I have everything because I don't know where I'm gonna need what I need and right? you don't know what you, we don't know what the, the stock market will don't do. know what the stock market's gonna do but I know that I, ha I'm, I need to have my own back so if God forbid you know, or or God willing, I don't feel like going out of my house or doing anything or getting up and doing anything. I know that I can live for this amount of time. Now, the CD ladder for me is just that's fun money, right? Like mm -hmm. when I when I'm 80, 
I'll just start, you know, and I have my CDs in such a rolling, you know, every month so that they come mature every single month. So I've purchased enough CDs so that every month and then every month that they, every time they become mature, I add to them. So by the time, you know, I'm 80, I have enough to cover my monthly expenses so that for three years after that, I can do whatever I want, right? If I want to travel that month, I have that. You know what I'm saying? I can pay right. all my expenses. Right. So my CDs, so I don't never have to dip into my, I never want to dip into my dividends or whatever. I never want to dip into my, you know, my investment account, even though it's there for that, right? It is there for that. Which but it really, a dividend account, in my opinion, that's a legacy because now you can pass that down to your children with a stipulation of never touching it, never, never being touching able the principal, never being able to cash it in, only adding to it. They can add to the portfolio, but now wow. you've got foundational wealth for your family. Wow. And then can happen in a single generation because. Wow. How many of you have done, because we're talking individual stuff. Yeah. But these measures that if you continue to work and save or whatever can be for your children's 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 yeah, children. Yeah, dad handed me a $900,000 portfolio of just pure stocks and it kicks off $45,000 a year or $40,000 a year. And so this person knows that they have $40,000 coming into their household. Right. That they didn't have to do a damn thing they for. They won't have to do a damn thing for, and it's only going to continue to grow. And, that they and then the beauty would be that person adding more money to it. So that the next generation, next generation ain't got to worry about at anything. Looking at $100,000 right. a year. Wow. How many people are thinking like that? All right, I'm just putting out the questions because you said questions is how we, that's how we learn. Okay. All right, so that's independence. Mm -hmm. Anybody independent? I'm not. I'm not independent. Um, I, have, I have no uh, embarrassment in saying that, but that those are goals. So I'm <laughs> it's on my list. Uh, I got to get that stock from you again. All right, stage <laughs> six, the last <laughs> stage, which is actually the seventh seventh of of the stages, the road to financial free freedom. Stage six is abundance. Abundance. You have enough, and then some. I know the Bible talks about abundance. You should have uh, some abundance, right? That that's one of the promises. Um, came so that you might have life more abundantly? Yes, yes, life. And yeah, so abundance. You have enough and then some. Your passive income from all of the sources will not only fund your lifestyle forever, but also grant you the freedom to do whatever you choose. Indulge in luxury, build a business empire, explore the world. Abundance. A lot of us think, Oh, if I can only hit the lotto, if I can only get an inheritance, I, if somebody would just leave me money, you're know, waiting for somebody to die. Somebody listening right now, you're just waiting for somebody to die. Shame <laughs> on you. That is so sad. Shame <laughs> on you. Shame <laughs> on you. Uh, oh, if I could just start this tech company. A lot, a lot of listeners right now are trying to start that business to get to abundance, mm -hmm. but they haven't gone through the other stages, right? Because I actually think as we go through life, these stages actually build a foundation for us so we're ready for abundance. I think you got to be ready for abundance. Even as you think about starting, because I'm a serial entrepreneur, mm -hmm. and my serial entrepreneur nature has put me in a deficit in different periods of my life because right. I have delved into my savings and my investments to do something. Right. To, that then led me to back to dependence or <laughs> solvency, right? <laughs> right. Instead of just keep building on what I've done, right. I've, I've did like I've Most had great. Most people are impatient. And so people Hand need up. to know this yeah. is not a, a race for the swift. It takes time, but it once you get the ball rolling, stuff speeds up. But if you just give yourself two years to dedicate this, in that 
connected to this, in that third year, you're going to be like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I wish I had known that. Yes. I have spent my 20s and early part of my 30s building businesses to put me in a position to be independent and abundant, which actually led me back to, as I mentioned, dependency it, and so, like put me back, back for a state. Back to that thing, right? And if I had just, because I'm, I'm, you think about it, I'm 20-something years old making $70,000 at, you know, at my newspaper, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. I kept getting raises. If I had just put into the matching, like I wouldn't even match because I was like, I need that money to build my business. Right. So instead of like matching and saving, and if I had just had the dividend plan and just been diligent in that, I was there 16 years. Mm -hmm. 16 years making more than seventy, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 a year. If I had just done that in my 20s and 30s, mm -hmm. I probably would have been like a half a millionaire by the time I was willing to leave there. Right. Now, in between there, of course, yeah, I got a million dollars. Now, think about that. I got a million dollars from uh, investment people to do a magazine, right? Because I'm always starting. Instead of taking that million dollars and taking half of that and putting it here, I spent all of that money to build the business to make it bigger, and then the market crashed. I just think about all of the wrong thinking. If I had just had the foundation, I'd have been like, okay, with that million no, dollars. No, but I'm going to go even further. Now, I'm not thinking that it's the foundation, it's the education, because you mm. can skip a lot of those steps if some, you know, someone is willing to take the time to show you. I don't think anyone ever sat you down and helped you create a blueprint for financial independence, which is the only reason you'd want to start a freaking business in the first place. Right. For most people, right, you want to start a business, you want to start a tech company, you want to work 50 hours a week at some job to get a promotion so that you can Start the business to so get right. so that you can get to this place of financial independence, hopefully, right? Right. But no one ever really tells you how. They just put you on the hamster wheel and the merry-go-round and in the rat race and say, "Go for it." Right. And and they dangle the carrot. And they dangle the carrot. So like with me, oh, we're gonna get the next round of funding. So then you're like, all right, well, I could put all of this money here. You're gambling, right? I'm gonna put all this money in here right. so I can build this, so I can get the next round of funding, as opposed to saying, if I just put this money here and then built a income bearing business situation for yourself for myself and for my business because i had enough money to do that yeah i'd probably still be in business there was a guy that had a magazine the same time that i had my magazine he didn't get a million dollars his magazine this is 20 years ago is still in operation and he's still living off of that magazine because he built an income bearing advertising base from the door on his own right he didn't get a million dollars i got a million dollars out of business in two years Mm -hmm. So I look at that and it's all education because I'm, you know, most of you aren't, aren't dumb people and but you are made to feel dumb. Right. But this is not rocket science that we're talking. It's not. You, we all just need that information that Robert Kiyosaki's peers want to keep from us. Which is what? What's the overriding message here to get into abundance? It's to understanding and knowing money. You have to get to the point where you master money or it masters you. That, that's it. So you're either going to be a master or? There was an. Mm, go ahead. I, yeah. Or uh, there was this, uh, I read this somewhere, and it was about compound interest. Either you understand it or you pay it, you know? And, and that's what money is. You must have this tertiary level of understanding. Well, you clearly do. Um, and so give pe give people one book. If there's one book that you can give them right now that they can get get started. I'm going to go with uh, a book you mentioned before, and I think it's Start Late, Finish Rich. 
I didn't mention that. I mentioned. Um, Buddy, this is the same guy, David Bach. Okay. Start, Start late, finish rich, and be automatic millionaire. Companion pieces. Read mm-hmm. the automatic millionaire first because that will get you into the automatic space. But you might be starting late, and you okay. need to know that that's not, you know, the end all. No. All you have to do is put the plan into place no matter where you are. So if you tell someone that if they start doing all of the right things with their money at 20 years old, that they can retire at 30, that's still a 10-year window no mm-hmm. matter how you look at it. Right. So why can't you tell someone who might have to start at 45 or 55 that in 10 years they can't be ready for retirement? Of right. course they can. They have, they're have they at higher earning years. The kids are out of the house, and they don't need as much to live on. So no matter where you are right now, if you're listening, you can achieve financial independence. You just need the blueprint, and then you just take go take off from there. That's it. Well, part of the first bricks to the foundation will be given by you, uh, Tramel, from the Godfrey Complex. She's doing a I Am Wealthy workshop. It is uh, the blueprint to financial freedom. You can follow her at Tramel MC on Instagram. DM her. She'll tell you where she's going to be, or she can set up a session uh, with you if you need the the help. But this is, you know, most businesses or most people in this space are set up so that you keep having to come back to them. It's, it's almost like how how people, you go to uh, the doctors and they give you drugs, but the drugs have side effects and you got to go back to, to to get something for the side effects. And then, so you're always a customer or you're That's always right. a patient. Right. What we're doing is to give you, these are training wheels, and at some point you take them off and you start riding you yourself. You should be able to go. When I'm done with you, you should be able to just go on with the rest of your life and at the end of it be rich. So this is not about your wealth. No, and w- this and is I not love that, right? Mm-hmm. This is not about you having repeat customers. This yeah, is about no, getting people up and running. Now, that's not to say you won't have questions. Of course you might have questions. I mean, if you're truly new to this and you are you hadn't put in the years of reading and you're not, you know, obsessed with it the way I am, you will have questions. And, you know, I'm there for that too. But ultimately, whatever plan we put in place, you will be able to run, not look back. Well, that's the goal. Abundance, y'all. Having enough and then some. That is the ultimate goal, stage six. The Money Boss is the website, um, is the blog. The Road to Financial Freedom is what we've been studying for the last two um, episodes. Let me thank you, Tramel. Appreciate you for being here. And you Thanks can listen to her me. on the Godfrey Complex or follow her at Tramel MC on Instagram. All right, folks. Until next time, and I want to thank Harney and Sons. Harney.com slash Karen is where you can get the tea that I drink every day. All right. See y'all next time.